Hello, and welcome to the Soul Horizon podcast. If you listened to the last episode, then you might be expecting the episode that I mentioned near the end of that one to be this one, but this is actually going to be a mini sort of in-between episode between that last episode and then the one that I mentioned that will follow this one. In this mini episode, we're going to explore two distinct types of thinking. And this actually ends up building upon a little bit of what we discussed in the last episode related to sort of making these decisions through our heart in this heart-based decision-making process versus relying on the head to make decisions when it's really the heart that aligns us with our highest and most destined path. As we move into this episode, I'll just mention that, as always, with these shorter episodes, expect things to be left a little bit unsettled or feeling maybe slightly incomplete at the end. It will feel as if the story or the research was just getting started. The point of these shorter episodes is really to inspire us to venture out into the world with this slightly incomplete information and a whole bunch of questions that leave us curious so that we can then seek out the answers through our own life experience. Just personally speaking, and perhaps this doesn't apply to you, but I'll speak my truth here, this type of curiosity-induced seeking is really where the rubber meets the road in terms of the expansion of our consciousness. It's fun and it's convenient to be spoon-fed, but it's far more powerful to grab the spoon and learn to feed ourselves each and every day. And when we're on this path of intentionally expanding our consciousness, it really becomes this everyday practice. Even on these days when, you know, we feel sort of down and out and we're not necessarily intentionally seeking out spiritual pursuits or practices, we're still able to integrate further what we've already taken in. And so there's this expansion process that happens in stillness as well. And the more curious we can become and the more questions we can reflect on when it comes to material like this, the more effortlessly and fluidly we'll begin to expand and sort of sprawl out into these wider ranges of consciousness. All right, so now let's get into this episode a little bit further. So if you've listened to The Soul Horizon for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk about the pitfalls of overthinking as well as the perils of believing everything that the ego says without question. So much of the discussion that weaves itself throughout all of these episodes is about the process of ego decentering. We never want to kill the ego. That's not the purpose when we're here on Earth. But what we want to do is learn to decenter the ego and then recenter the heart. So, in this process of talking about ego decentering, you've probably also heard me discuss thinking as being a predominantly ego based activity. However, in this mini episode, I'd like to clarify this and sort of flip that idea on its head for a moment because the truth is that thinking is an imperative part of being human. And this goes along with that same idea of the goal being to decenter the ego, not to kill it or reject it entirely. 
or really rejected at all. <laughs> the ego doesn't need to be rejected. It already feels rejected all the time. That's actually the root of so many of its problems is this undertone of rejection or preemptive rejection. But back to thinking. So there's a certain type of thinking that's actually highly spiritual in nature. And that's what we're going to explore together now. So there are these two distinct types of thinking that we engage in as human beings. There's head-based thinking, which of course is of the ego. And then there's heart-based thinking, which is of the intuition or the soul or the higher self. However you'd like to categorize that or think about it, feel free to take what feels most resonant for you. Let's first take a look at head-based thinking. So this type of thinking, again, is generated by the ego or the brain and the physical human mind. This type of thinking exists really in isolation and often goes totally unquestioned until we know to question it. And because of its very stealthy ways, this type of thinking tends to take us for a ride until we know that it exists or until we have awareness that we have an ego and that this ego-based aspect of us is actually separate and completely different than our true essence or our core essence or soul. This other type of thinking is what we refer to as heart-based thinking or of the soul. And this is generated then by the higher self or through the intuition or through the heart or through the soul, however you want to think about it. No matter how we classify it or how we think about its origin, this type of thinking is highly spiritual in nature. And it's the type of thinking that we use to notice the ego's unconscious thinking. So really, we can think about this thinking as being an aspect of awareness. If you've read the book A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, he talks all about the power of awareness and noticing the ego. And it's really that aspect that notices what the ego is doing that is this higher-based or heart-based thinking. And I have to be careful because I just use my ego to categorize the thinking. And I said higher and different than higher self, but this sort of higher-based thinking implies this hierarchical nature. And anytime we get into that sort of way of describing something, it tends to cause the ego to think that it's better than or it's worse than or whatever it might be. So just something to keep in mind there. So again, this heart-based thinking is what Eckhart Tolle refers to as awareness and what Rudolf Steiner, if you've read any of his work, refers to as intuitive thinking or essential thinking. On the other hand, Steiner refers to unconscious or ego-based thinking as remembered thinking, suggesting that it's merely a patterned program of the physical mind or brain. So now that we have a general sense of the distinction between these two types of thinking, let's go ahead and take a closer look at the ins and outs of each of them. First, we'll look at head-based thinking. So other names for this head thinking could be autopilot thinking, asleep thinking, matrix mind or matrix thinking, programmed thinking, remembered thinking as Steiner calls it, Ego thinking, brain mind, attached thinking, unconscious thinking, reactive thinking. You get the idea, and you can probably come up with other ways of describing it or naming it yourself too. No matter what we call it, though, this head based or ego based thinking is thinking that occurs through rote 
habitual, well-worn paths that have become almost automatic in a sense. So it's the thought-based byproduct of our collective programming, sort of what goes into our, you know, human computer body system, if you will. Because it's programmed in and a result of sort of this collective consciousness or often unconsciousness in this case, this head-based thinking is also obedient, it's obliging, and often rather undiscerning. And in the off chance that it is discerning, it tends to have these very hard, unnoticed limits that are imposed upon its discernment capacities. So for instance, you know, think hard about this, but not that hard, or we'll have to label you as crazy or out there or a black sheep. Another way of saying this is that even when this type of head thinking starts to stray from the conventional path, it quickly realigns itself with that path because it's rotely taught to do so. So head-based thinking is really an earthly experience by nature because in isolation, it originates from the programmed mind and it lacks awareness of its own limitations. So in other words, it doesn't see its own shortcomings and limitations because it doesn't yet realize that any other type of thinking exists or that there's anything more to reality than what it can perceive of through the five human senses or the commonly known five physical senses. Now let's move on to heart thinking or heart-based thinking. So other names for heart thinking can be, you know, awakened thinking, divine mind, free thinking, empowered thinking, intuitive thinking, higher self thinking, heart mind, conscious thinking, proactive thinking, infinite awareness. You get the idea. Heart-based or soul-based thinking is what happens when we consciously and intuitively think about our thinking or think about our head thinking or our ego thinking. It's an awakened and aware form of metacognition, which metacognition in psychology is known as thinking about our thinking. And this is really having awareness about our ego-based thinking. So soul-based thinking provides yet another vantage point to our life experience and our perspective. Because once we begin to utilize this form of thinking or it starts to come through and we awaken to it, because that's really how it's revealed to us. It's really this awakening to, oh, there's this aspect of me that sort of goes on this thinking tangent without question. And then there's the me that comes on board and notices when that tangent has been followed along and it seeks to stop it or whatever it might be. When this heart thinking activates or we awaken to it, instead of seeing ourselves as wholly and completely being composed of the thoughts of our mind or our ego, we begin to see the ego-based thinker through the eyes or the heart of the soul-based thinker too. And this is really a form of conscious thinking. So conscious thinking is what occurs when the soul or higher self begins to merge with the ego to converse in a loving and honest manner. It's really a spiritual experience by nature because it's only possible once we've welcomed the wisdom of the soul into our awareness, or once we've begun to awaken to the fact that we have a soul in the first place. Whereas head-based thinking is often rote and even generic because it's the result of this societal programming and conditioning, 
Conscious thinking or heart thinking is highly individual because it incorporates the unique energy of our core essence or soul. Soul Soul-based thinking brings this loving awareness and clarity to our experience that sort of balances the rigid limitations of ego-based thinking with the expansiveness of its infinite perspective. It knows the limitations of ego-based mind, and it has compassion for them. It's not judgmental about the ego or head-based thinking. It's actually incredibly empathic and compassionate and tender when it notices what the ego is doing. It's not judgmental. If there's any element of judgment that snaps into place when we notice, that's actually the ego sort of chasing awareness's tail in a way where it's like, oh, that's right. I was doing that. And so now I'm going to get on board and judge myself for doing that. And it's just this ego spiral that manifests when the ego notices again. And then again, the awareness or the soul notices or can notice and say, whoa, 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 that's not the point here. The point is just to notice and realign ourselves with this other perspective that's a little bit more zoomed out and softer so that we can welcome in a sort of open-mindedness that expands our perspective rather than limiting it to illusion. Soul-based thinking is really powered by source consciousness or the universal mind or divine mind. This really gets at the heart of this idea that we're all connected, right? We're from the same infinite source of energy. And when we are tapping into our soul essence, even though we have this unique energetic signature that is divinely aligned or part of our core, again, that's highly unique and individual, it is still tethered back to this infinite consciousness in a way that allows us to access the realm of all, essentially. This type of thinking is spiritually informative because it allows us to notice all of the ways in which ego-based thinking without awareness of its limitations, has led us astray and kept us stuck, stifled, and limited by the mind's habitual patterns and loops. Let's wrap this up here and just quickly talk about this idea of thinking and living in alignment with our values. So heart-based or intuitive thinking is empowering, it's freeing, and it's individual. It doesn't follow rules. Rather, it follows values and it follows intuitive knowing. And it thinks in such a way that it encourages the ego or the personality or the small self to behave in alignment with those values or those core values. And each and every time we do this, we allow the intuitive thinking mind to root more solidly and steadily into our self-expression, so little self, or into our personality. In other words, we embody more soul within self, little self, the more that we act in alignment with the heart's path of thinking. There's a quote by Gertrude Reif Hughes that summarizes Rudolf Steiner's teachings on the power that moves through us when we lean on the heart-based or the intuitive mind. And it reads, quote, At this level of insight and morality, what motivates is not duty, but something like love a warmly interested yet unselfish desire that cannot be coerced, but can arise in us as an intuited intention, end quote. Head-based thinking, on the other hand, is limited, shackled, and obliging. It follows these arbitrary rules and orders even when they contradict 
our core values. And that to me is actually the most problematic aspect of this type of thinking, even more so maybe than it being so rote and programmed, is when we feel the need to follow or fall in line with these arbitrary rules or societal expectations, even when they contradict our core values and the values that we hold within our soul or our essence or our heart. In the deepest, sleepiest form of head-based thinking, we don't so much as question the rules and demands imposed upon us by society and authority. And that's a very sort of scary place to be, especially when a lot of people are acting in that way. And if we're sort of on the outside, like realizing, oh goodness, they're just, they're following along. And, you know, there's, this is not intended to judge or to suggests that one way is better than the other. This is part of being human, and it's all a balance. We can't have one without the other here on earth. You know, it's really a matter of leading through the heart and allowing the head to follow that intuitive path rather than just trying to get rid of head thinking. That's not the point. But going back to this idea of the deepest and sleepiest form of head-based thinking causing this sort of unquestioning willingness to follow authority and to follow these societal rules and expectations, even when they contradict our values. But going back to talking about how there's these different forms of head-based thinking. So again, in that deepest, sleepiest form of head-based thinking, we really just don't even stop to question the rules and demands that are imposed upon us or the way that our minds have been programmed simply based on what we've been exposed to from the time that we were out of the womb or really even in the womb. From there, it's really a spectrum. So there are less dense and less sleepy forms of this unconscious or head thinking in which we might begin to question these rules and social norms, but we lack the internal power and spiritual confidence to really choose differently. So in these instances, we go along with what's expected despite our intuitive urge to discern and to choose differently. The magic really happens when we learn to value heart thinking over head thinking, yet we leverage the doing power of the head to carry out the callings of the heart. The heart mind then becomes this director as the head mind then diligently works to carry out the vision or the mission. And this is really how it's supposed to be. But it's been this reversal for so long, as we talked about in the last episode, where the head has led and the heart has just been silenced and quieted and sort of brushed off as silly, like, oh, that's silly. And yet, when we know, we know, right? Or when you know, you know. And when we really can reside in that place of inner knowing and trust in it, life begins to unfold in an entirely different way for us. And it is so powerful and completely game-changing, really, when it comes to the way we live. Because when we do this, we empower ourselves to live courageously, and we really begin to lean into our lives instead of leaning out of them, or instead of sort of sitting on the sidelines and just letting life happen to us, even when it no longer feels aligned with what we know in our heart to be true. I'd like to end this mini episode with a quote from Rudolf Steiner. And it is, quote, 
If my moral decisions merely conform to social norms and ethical codes, I am just a higher form of robot. Even the most high-minded obedience is not free unless I have first decided for myself why this code should govern me at this moment. End quote. All right, let's leave it there for today. I hope this episode stirred something up within you, and I hope it leaves you curiously questioning as you move into your day or your evening or your week or whatever it might be. Thank you, as always, for listening, and until we chat again, take care. Bye.